Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the T to Green Golf Podcast. Excited to be with you today to talk about the Ryder Cup. First, we have to celebrate the 2023 golf season. It was certainly one of many highs and many lows. Some expected outcomes, others not so expected. For me, it was enriching to have the opportunity to be with you episode in and episode out. We come to the point in the year where the FedEx Cup has been resolved. We know who the champion is. And biannually, we have these unique celebrations of competition and and, and euphoria around national pride. And so we're here today to talk about the Ryder Cup and get you ready for the United States team traveling across the pond to Italy, where Marco Simone Golf Club will be the host of the 2023 Ryder Cup. It is shaping up to be a very interesting cup, if you will. We know that the American team is going over um, as a little bit of a prohibitive favorite, in part because of the work they did at Whistling Straits the last time the Ryder Cup was played. But also, if we look at the official world golf ranking, uh, top 25, it tilts a little bit towards the Americans. We know that 11 of the top 25 in the world today are on the U.S. side. Seven of the top 25 are on the European side. From my vantage point and as someone who has watched the DP World Tour and our very own PGA Tour all year long, I think it's going to be a little closer than, than the official World Golf Rankings may suggest. What we also know for the, the, the Ryder Cup is typically the captains of the host country sets the course up to play to the favor and the preferences of the home team. In years past, the European Ryder Cup captain has worked really hard to take away length out of the United States team. Um, in other years, we know that the Americans have made the rough longer than normal. And so we're going to see a little bit of play to the competitive advantage um, I've had an opportunity to actually hole by hole take a look at uh, Marco Simone Golf Club, and it seems to be a relatively wide open course. I suspect the fairways will probably play, play thin and fast. What we do know about European courses is they typically have that wispy grasp. Uh, grass that is off of the fairway, um, the open type of grass, if you will, where where you don't know how to play out of it. You don't know if the lie and the grass around it is such that you can just play it, hit down on it, it'll come out uh, as a normal iron shot, or is the grass going to catch the hosel and shoot the ball right or left? That remains to be seen. Certainly, we know that um, the players will ultimately help us, the viewers, determine what that looks like. And again, the cup for us is being played the last weekend of September. And so this episode is going to definitely get you ready for 
the 2023 version of the Ryder Cup. Uh, again, just a reminder that the official golf world ranking from the European side is seven out of the top 25. All of the Ryder Cup members played last week at the BMW Open in, in Germany. Little interesting for me, and they all played fairly well. Um, going into that tournament, three of the top five in the world, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, were in the uh, top five in the world ranking, but they played last week. And so they all had a very, very strong showing. All 12 played. All 12 made the cut. They were also supported by the captain, Luke Donald, a Northwestern graduate, but, but also a native of England. Um, what, what I also find interesting is some of the lesser names, particularly for those of us that live in the U.S. and maybe proportionally watch more of the PGA Tour than we do the European Tour. There were some interesting performances this past past weekend, as I was watching the DP World Tour BMW Championship, and a few of those that could play to the favor of the European team are one, the performance of Terrell Hatton. For those of you that have listened to the T Degree and Golf podcast all year long, if you go back to the 2023 preview episode, I talked about Terrell Hatton. Uh, as someone who I anticipated would win a tournament this year. That did not happen. I've also, during the year, talked about Terrell's inconsistent play and that largely being how he forgets or chooses not to forget bad holes. Historically, a very good golfer, but the golf world knows that Terrell can become unhinged at the swing of an iron. And when that happens, it typically sends his game one, two, maybe three holes sideways, puts him out of contention. In this case, Terrell played really, really well, having gone back across the pond. After the third round, um, he was competitive. He was, he was up leading on the leaderboard. Um, And he was competitive through Sunday, which was the final round. So that, again, could play in the favor of the European team to have a hot Terrell Hatton going into the Ryder Cup. um, Again, could potentially give the, the European team an advantage that they otherwise may not have had going in. The other interesting play came from Ludwig Aberg, and he is someone that I have been watching for months. Uh, Ludwig is from Sweden, I believe. He was educated in the States. Uh, He played in the Big 12, and at one point, he was the number one ranked amateur in the world, and he also won the individual title in 2022 for the Big 12 Conference. Plenty of golf in the States. Uh, Really solid game, 
strong off of the tee. Um, he definitely, since turning pro earlier this year, his game is maturing to the pro game, but he played very well in Germany this week. In fact, going into the final round, he was leading the tournament, ultimately fell back. But again, a solid Ludwig Aberg um, going into the Ryder Cup could potentially be a surprise for, uh, for Europe as they compete against the U.S. The other person that I want to bring to the attention of the American public, again, those of you that have not watched as much uh, DP World Tour golf uh, as you have PGA Tour, this is someone that also competed on the PGA Tour this year, Nikolai Hogard. Uh, Nikolai's name has been mentioned on the T to Green Golf podcast in previous episodes. I was excited to see him get a captain's nod this year. Uh, again, somebody that I've watched play on the DP World Tour and also followed him when he played here in the States. Excited to see him play. He was a bit inconsistent this year, but given that he has about a week and a half uh, before he's being expected to tee it up for country, I see that as plenty enough time for him uh, to get some practice rounds in with his fellow mates, also allow those individuals to settle him down so that he is uh, competitively and plays to his standard prior to uh, the, the, the cup teeing off. Uh, but Hogard, he has played both tours. He was top 10 in Ab- Abu Dubai, which, which is a European uh, tour event. He finished runner-up at the Corrales Punta Cana event, and he was very competitive this year at Austin, Texas. So I am looking for him to keep that momentum going. Um, I don't know if he'll be somebody that's celebrated as the celebrated as the week goes on, but I certainly anticipate that his name will be mentioned for all of the right reasons. So that is the European Ryder Cup team, captained by Luke Donald. I do think that this is going to be a very, very competitive Ryder Cup. I don't know if the European team has an advantage. Uh, Maybe the type of advantage that they've had in years past, simply because a number of their golfers spend as much time playing in the States as they do playing in Europe. So I don't know if that country advantage, if you will, is going to play itself out. What I do believe is that it's going to be a very competitive cup. And so now if we swing to the American side, uh, I think the, 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 the air around the selections of the U.S. team has been interesting. I know that Captain... Uh, Zach Johnson has received a little bit of criticism because of some of the comments. And quite frankly, I'm a little bit concerned about uh, those comments myself. I think this is an opportunity for 
uh, for golf to step into the competitive team space, um, similar to what we enjoy from a basketball game or a football game. I'm not suggesting that the U.S. isn't, but some of Captain Johnson's comments um, led you to believe that this was more of a bonding trip than it was a business trip. Take that however you want to parse it down, create your own opinions of it. You know, certainly that's what we do behind this microphone and, and other sorts of media is to really stimulate your engagement for those purposes solely. Uh, my opinion right now is that, yes, I am a little concerned. I'm also concerned because I think there's some inconsistency in performance of play from members of the U.S. Ryder Cup team. For example, uh, the Fortinet Championship just concluded Sunday, played over the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the same period as the BMW Championship in Germany was played. Given that all 12 members of the European Ryder Cup team participated in the BMW, only two members only two members of the U.S. Ryder Cup team participated and played in this week's Fortinet Championship. One of those individuals was Justin Thomas, and I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, as it specifically relates to the golf season 2023, Justin needed to play that event. And to his credit, if for no other reason he used it as a practice round to get himself back in rhythm, I think it was well worth the investment for him to play. Justin played very well this week. He found himself in contention. He was strong on Saturday, which allowed him to move up the leaderboard before leveling out a little bit on Sunday uh, but nonetheless, Justin still finished in the top 10 of the tournament. A lot of good. I think Justin himself would say that he learned some things. He figured some things out. It was certainly going in the right direction for him. Wise investment from the perspective of the T to Green Golf podcast for him to be there. The other golfer that was there, and maybe this is no surprise, he was certainly the defending champion was Max Homa. Uh, Max, again, has won the Fortinet Championship. He's also their brand ambassador, so maybe there are some obvious reasons for him showing up. But I do like the fact that he played, understanding that between now and probably the Monday before the event, there will be little to few competitive-type rounds of golf for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Many of them will jump on a plane Sunday evening um, and head over to Italy where they'll unite with the rest of their team members and the coaches, and they'll start playing the course, understanding the course, um, getting a feel for the course. Don't know how many practice rounds will be played, at least in entirety, but that's where they'll start to sink themselves. The other interesting piece about that, I know this is, again, debatable, no fault of his own, um, aside from the decision that he made, was Brooks Kepka. Uh, 
Brooks didn't play, didn't have a live event to play in. And as a result of the decision he's made to play on the uh, on the live tour, wasn't allowed to play in the Fortinet Championship this week. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how Brooks performs. Don't know the last time that he picked up a club uh, for professional golf and competitive golf purposes. Could be two weeks, could be three weeks, maybe longer. Um, let's hope not. But but nonetheless, Brooks wasn't there this week. And so we have 11 of the top 25 golfers on the official world golf ranking from the U.S. heading over to Italy, Marco Simone Golf Club for the 2023 Ryder Cup. Um, resting on what they did uh, at least two weeks or so prior to the tournament. Don't know how you feel about that, but uh, but but certainly golf being a muscle memory and a rhythmic sport. Um, I like the idea of playing competitive golf if there's a tournament to be played um, prior to the Ryder Cup. Okay, just one man's opinion. Again, some some interesting aspects. You know, I've talked about how captains set the course up or choose not to set it up make it tougher here, make it tougher there. What we know from watching, from following, from listening, and from playing ourselves for some of us is that there are two critical components of the game that ultimately define success in one way or another. And those are driving accuracy. How are you hitting the ball in the fairways off of the tee box? And, and, and putting average, which is essentially your effectiveness once you are on the green. What's interesting about the driving accuracy for the 2023 season and as we lead up to the Ryder Cup is of the 12 golfers playing, few of them, less than five of them, are in the top 25 in driving accuracy. So that seems to be a wash for me. Uh, If it ends up in the fairway, advantaged one team over the other. There's there's no, no statistical response to favoring Europe over USA or USA over Europe from a driving accuracy standpoint. When we look... At putting average, 11 of the top 25 in the world golf rankings are, 11 of the 24 golfers are in the top 25 for putting average. So again, it could get, and of that 11, it's a nice mix. So it could get very interesting Um from day one, whoever finds rhythm, whoever figures out their feel, uh, that could be the defining characteristic or trait to uh, to the rest of the week. So there you have it. Uh, the Tita Green Golf Podcast really getting you ready for the 2023 Ryder Cup to be played on European soil. Marco Simone Golf Club in Italy. We are excited 
that you have chosen to listen to this episode again of the T to Green Golf Podcast. Before, before we sign off, I want to give recognition to Saheed Thagala. For those of you that have watched the PGA all year long, um, Saheed is, uh, parents are from India. Saheed was born and raised in California, attended Pepperdine, had a storied collegiate career, and really started to break through um, late calendar year 2022. Uh, was competitive at the Waste Management, although fell off towards the end. Has been very competitive from tee to green in a number of tournaments this year. So it was refreshing and exciting to see Saheed win on Sunday. He is now the 2023 Fortinet champion, uh, champion of, of the year, if you will, for that tournament. He will be back next year as defending champion, but it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome to see him embrace the victory, to see him somewhat emotional, to see his mother and father present who gave so much for this young man to be uh, a champion golfer on the PGA Tour and to see family and friends from parts of California um, ascend to Napa Valley to celebrate him and support him over the week. So we tip our hat here at the TD Green Golf Podcast to Saheed Thagala, we look forward to what he will do in 2024. And congratulations, young man. We look for more good things to come. And so that's it. The Ryder Cup episode for the Tita Green Golf Podcast. Thank you all for continuing to listen. We are excited. Uh, more to come about a new partnership that uh, that the podcast has established. And And we look forward to continuing bringing you more episodes, better content, and extending ourselves beyond where we thought we ever would. As we always say, hit it straight from tee to green. Thank you. We are out.